Hello, welcome to Processed. Today's guest is Matthew R. Jaffe. He's a fantasy illustrator based out of San Francisco, California. And uh, yeah, we talked about his process and his inspirations and uh, how he got started. There's a bit of ambient noise, uh, just the sounds of cars going by on a wet street uh, because he was on a walk while we did this interview. Um, but it gives kind of a nice ambient background. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. So, Matt, uh, welcome to Processed. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. Yeah, man. So how is how is Ireland treating you? You said that you're over there for a residency right now? Yeah, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's really special. It's my first time over here, and just trying to take it all in. I'm here for a residency, right? So I'm working with a gallery, and I work with the gallery four days a week. And then I have these three-day weekends, uh, which kind of gives me some time and space to, to explore part of the country. It's so small, right, you know, in the United States, um, you know, our conception of space is, is so much different. So when people say it's a far drive here, it's usually not a far drive. It's about like 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's really nothing, um, you know. Yeah, because uh, you're, yeah. you're based out of San Francisco, right? That's right. Yeah, I live in San Francisco and originally from Michigan, uh, but I've been in San Francisco for the last 11 years and yeah. Very cool, man. I still, yeah, I still, strange, I, I still call Michigan home. I, uh, I don't know what that says about, you know, me being in San Francisco, but I still call Michigan home. All my family is there and I, and I love visiting, so, but San Francisco is an incredible space, or city, and and I feel really fortunate to be there, and yeah. That's fantastic. So what was growing up in Michigan like? Uh, did you, were you like drawing and painting like when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I've been drawing my entire life. Didn't do so much painting. I, I really didn't start painting until I was 23. Uh, besides, you know, throughout growing up, you know, I'd play with watercolors and things like that, but I was always drawing. And, uh, and then in, in uh, middle school and high school, I was doing a lot of pen and ink, uh, kind of, you know, inking in my, my pencil drawings. And, you know, these were like kind of in the, you know, comic book vein and sort of looking up to the artists that, uh, that I admired at the time as sources of inspiration. And, you know, so it and, was, yeah, and then it was, yeah. It was mostly like comic books and like, like now comic your stuff is fan, very yeah, like yeah, fantasy yeah, based. Comic and fa- I'm sorry, what was that? It seems like now your stuff is very fantasy based. Yeah, yeah. So it's always it's always been fantasy. Um, I uh, when I was uh, I don't know sometime in sometime in elementary school. This would have been you know late '80s and early '90s. There were these uh, you know I was avidly collecting these uh, these there were these trading cards that were 
being produced of all these different fantasy artists and uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Frank Frazetta. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, he, I love yeah, him. yeah. You know, he's he's considered he's considered the uh, the grandfather of fantasy art, and I can say you know with certainty that he's had you know one of the largest impacts on my decision to become an artist. But I, you know, I had exposure to these these trading cards of his uh, from a very young age, and I remember him I remember him saying at one point he could draw and paint. Um, fantasy so well because he knew how to draw and paint the figure so that kind of that kind of informed and that would have been I don't know maybe I was in middle school but that that left a, a last a lasting impression on on uh, you know my art education and what I was looking to draw and such it looked how I was learning to draw uh, so yeah it yeah. seems it seems like your stuff nowadays um, or at least like the stuff that you have on Instagram it's very uh, like fantasy oriented, but it's so based in reality that you believe it. You know, it's right. it's yeah, it's very realistic, as well as thank you like mythological. Thank you. I I think that's something I think a lot about because eventually I I really took those words that Frank Rosetta said to heart, um, and I went to study. This would have been when I was twenty three. Uh, I went to study, uh, I, I wasn't finding the traditional approach to drawing and painting uh, from life that I, that I had hoped in, in school, so I ended up going to France to study with an artist, which was a life-changing experience, and I, yeah, so I learned to draw and paint the, the human figure, but it was still a very different education than what some of other you know, what maybe fantasy artists uh, that go to study illustration um, might learn. Right. And I think the difference is that, I think the difference is that uh, oftentimes someone that goes um, specifically into a program for illustration is learning how to create this, uh, this consistent, they have this consistent uh, way to express themselves. They they internalize they internalize this um, they internalize this aesthetic, and it's something they can reproduce over and over and over again. And that's not to say that that it's not incredible, because some of the best artists working today are you know fall under the category of illustration. But I I on the other hand thought that okay, if I learn how to draw the human figure um, you know really really well, I could that would help me to draw from paint from my imagination. And it has significantly, but it's not, I don't know that it's always as consistent as, as someone who's had an, who's had the background of an illustrator. Uh, even though some of my stuff is illustrative, not because I take a lot of inspiration from illustrators, um, but yeah, I, I still, you know, I depend also on drawing and painting from life to really inform that thing, to inform like my, my uh, my fantasy art so uh yeah i don't know if that's making any sense or not yeah it is for sure that's mm -hmm. that's something that i would like to do more is incorporate things from real life and and life drawing into into my artwork mine is mm -hmm. is much more just from my mind and and i've had mm -hmm. much less training um like mm -hmm. formally um mm -hmm. but i i yeah i get it i I really like that approach. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, looking at looking at your stuff again, you've internalized something that's you've internalized a uh, a formula of sorts, right? And yeah. it's it's comfortable. It's it's comfortable to you, and it may not it may not be like it may not be figurative, right? But it's 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 consistent, which I think is very important. Uh, oh, I think that's you. probably you know I think that's one of the most important things that an artist can do is create like a consistent and cohesive body of work. Um, so. Uh, you know, when I look at when I look at your work, I, I see, you know, the, you know, I see a lot of inspiration from from Mobius. Oh, I um, love Mobius. Yeah. So, um, you know, whose whose emphasis? I mean, the guy was the guy was, uh, you know, a Renaissance artist. He was incredible, uh, and I, I feel like, you know, he was able to elevate, you know, the significance of of um, an importance of of line really to. You know heights that not many people have been able to do. Um, yeah, Rosetta I, was a I lot adore more, line. Yeah. Rosetta was a lot more like you know he was working with mass and line, um, but uh, you know you see you look at the Mobius and he was able to you know whether he was drawing this you know whether he was drawing a comic book panel with like thousands of like of cross hatching marks or he was just drawing like one line you know every his line did everything that it needed to do which is um, you know which is pretty amazing. So. Yeah, I'm I'm very attached to line and I I adore it, but I'd also I'd like to sort of expand my versatility and be able to do mm-hmm. things like you do where it's totally lacking line sometimes and it's just mass and form and color. To me that's yeah. that's so impressive. Right. Thank you. I I it's it's a, it's a it's important for me to find um uh, you know, a uh to find like this uh, this merging of the two, and yeah, yeah, I you know I look I look at I look at thousands of different artists. I'm at the stage right now where I just take inspiration from from thousands of different artists and all different types of approaches and and conceptions and such. And you know I I, I don't sometimes I wonder if I'm making it more difficult for myself. By not limiting, by not limiting my my influences, but I'm hoping that I'm able to distill all of these all of these sources of inspiration into something again that's like that's cohesive. Because you know sometimes I'll post sometimes on, on my on my Instagram account I'll post something that is you know that is high fantasy. Sometimes it's a little bit more subdued. Sometimes it's a portrait. You know sometimes it's a landscape um, and. I imagine, you know, I have a bunch of, you know, I have people, I don't have a ton of followers, but people are, you know, people follow me for, for different reasons, I imagine, and I'm sure that some people are like, okay, well, I, I followed him for the work he did on, on on one book, and why, you know, why am I looking at, you know, like a, like a, a portrait painting that would, that he was, that, you know, commissioned him while I was, like, my mom's friends are probably like, oh, we love the portrait commissions you're doing, but we don't like the, you know, we don't like the guys with horns or something like that. <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah, I just, I hope that, you know, what, I, I take, I take heart in, um, you know, some feedback though that I get from, from people who, from people whose opinions I, I really value and that's, you know, that they can see that regardless of what I'm doing, there's like a consistent, um, and consistent, um, well, they're they're able to tell. They're able to tell that like I'm the artist. Doesn't really matter how I've decided to express myself, um, but they you know they can tell that that I was the person that that created that. So that's I, I want to keep that momentum, you know, keep that momentum going. 
Yes, you definitely have like a very distinctive style no matter what you're doing. Like you can definitely tell that it's your work. Um, Thank you. So you said that you went to France to study? Yeah. yeah what, what was that to, like? It was incredible. I, I dropped out of uh, my senior year of, uh, of college. Um, I, had, <laughs> I had to take a math class. And oh, I was, God. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I was totally flipping out about it because I just am terrible with math. And, um, you know, in hindsight, I probably, I probably should have taken it. But I decided I was I reached out to this artist. Uh, his name is Ted Seth Jacobs. And hmm. he's American, but he's been in France for, for a while. And I was familiar with him because I loved the work of one of his students. Um, who had written a book that I that I just loved? Isn't it? This student, his name is Anthony Ryder, and Anthony Ryder wrote this. You know, kind of he wrote a very significant uh, and important book on figure drawing, and I, uh, I I just loved that. And I remember seeing, okay, Ted Jacobs, his teacher, is also teaching classes. I'm not as crazy about Ted's work as I am about Tony's work, but. Um, but this is I'll go I'll go to this, I'll go to the source. Um, and let me see if I can do this. So uh, I wrote to you know I got in touch with Ted and uh, he was willing to he was willing to take me you know take me on for you know the uh, the eight month like apprenticeship program um, that he has wow. and it turned out to be a, you know a life changing experience and you know I've since come to greatly appreciate um, you know Ted's uh, Ted's teaching a lot. And uh, yeah, so I didn't finish my I didn't finish my my, my bachelor's. Um, so what but, were you uh, what were you studying in school before you dropped out? Um, I was an art major. Um, okay. I was drawing. Yeah, I was. This was back in Michigan, and I was. Well, first I was at school in Ohio for a couple of years, and that it was. Uh, I mean, it was interesting, and I had some valuable experiences, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't where I needed to be. I dropped out. I moved back to Michigan, and um, and then I moved to Ann Arbor. And I was living in Ann Arbor with some friends, but I was going to Eastern Michigan, which is about 15 minutes uh, from Ann Arbor, and in the city of Ypsilanti. And again, they had a decent art program, but it wasn't as it wasn't as rigorous as I wanted. And I didn't really know at the time that there were that there was anyone teaching you know kind of like a traditional approach to, to figure drawing so uh, when this opportunity came up to study with Ted I, I really jumped on it and uh, yeah I mean my life hasn't been the same since because it really it really changed changed everything so that's so uh, cool yeah. that's that seems yeah. like a an immense uh, like honor and privilege to be able to do that um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, no, with, uh, absolutely. I feel very grateful for for having this opportunity because it's not something that yeah, it's not something that everyone has, and I'm just fortunate. Yeah. So, so your process, whenever you, whenever you have an idea, how do you make it into a reality? Do you do you start with like thumbnail sketches or? just like sketches in general and then make it into larger bodies of work or how, how does it work for you do you just paint every day or what is it yeah. like day to day yeah um well until i mean until recently i i 
I have had uh, you know a day job to, to supplement uh, my income, but I've had some significant commissions over the years, and uh, oh, drawing every day, absolutely. Um, and well, actually, no. Let me backtrack. Not absolutely, because there are some, there are some times when I there are times when I feel like I really need to take like a day break, you know, because if I'm doing this all the time, I kind of lose perspective. Of, of what I'm working on and I just become so like myopic with my vision and I only look at like you know I can't see you know I can't see like the bigger picture like figuratively speaking um, and and literally right because I you know I just you know oftentimes I'm just like so focused on like these details and I forget to even like step back and like taking taking a day off is something that I've found as hard it is as hard as it is because I really want to be there working and such but it's uh, taking some time off like allows me to approach you know my projects with like you know a renewed sense of, of, of vigor and, and, and understanding um, hopefully I come back to hopefully I come back to the uh, to the easel and I'm happy with, with what I have because a lot of times I'm not and uh, but I guess it's better to catch it, you know, ahead of time. But yeah. the, the the working process is something that's been evolving for really, again, since since I was 23. I'm 37 now, and um, oh, cool! I'm was, 23 now. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, you just, oh, you said you're 23. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're in that 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 space. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, I I've changed my working methods. I think for the better over the years. I was a very very timid artist, so I uh, was always doing what was comfortable for me. And it was just it's just been like like I loved the drawing in the sketchbook, but the sketchbook uh, for years was like as precious to me. Um, it, the drawings that I would do in the sketchbook were as precious to me as any as any like finished uh, work of art Absolutely. that I was doing, and I don't I, I don't think that's I don't know if that's a good thing because we need a space to feel like like we can really just explore and create without without any weight um, attached to attached to what we're creating. So if we have this space where we can just explore, um, we're like we're more likely to we're more likely to you know, really delve deep into our subject matter and, you know, take hmm. risks and an yeah. experiment. Um, I didn't, I, I was, I was so frightened to do that for a long time. And it's, I feel that my artwork has, has really uh, matured a lot in the last several years. That's a I cool idea to be like, to be freer in your sketches. Cause I'm so meticulous with my sketchbook. Like I, I want right. people to be able to look through it and for everything to be beautiful and what I intended, right. you know. Um, right. But yeah, yeah no, I, I was I was like that. I was like that for years, and I would, man, I would just like go through sketchbooks because and, and like, you know, I wasn't happy with anything, you know. And as soon it's like I would draw one thing that I liked in there, and then you know, for every one drawing I did that I liked, there'd be like fifty things that I thought really sucked. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and I didn't want that. It was like the sketchbook was like someone should be able to look at this and, and think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a work of art, right? But they're not going, you know, that's, they're not going to be able to do that if everything in there sucks except for one drawing. Um, but this is also just projection, right? This is the artist projecting and... Um, yeah, and your own, like, very high standards, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, 
That's very cool. A, a friend of mine one time, uh, my friend is a musician, and someone asked him how he makes songs, and he said it's almost like like a pearl, the way that a pearl is made from a grain of sand. Like he'll have like a rhythm or a melody or something, and it sort of just grows out of this little tiny idea and then organically becomes something larger. Um, right. So I think, yeah, like sketching something in a sketchbook is almost like creating that first little grain of sand to base something larger upon. Yeah, I've actually, in fact, I've had a conversation with a very close friend of mine who is a musician, and and he was saying how how good it felt, you know, once he finally got into the studio um, and just started playing music, but, you know, for the longest time, he was building, you know, he was building up this, you know, he was was just, uh, you know, uh, turning like a like a molehill really into a mountain is what it turned you know all it was was a matter of getting into the studio and starting to play and once he was in the studio he felt much less reserved but like you know the thought of like you know building up to that moment where you know he's thinking about i really want to be doing this i really want to be crafting these songs but the songs are only you know they're they're they haven't they actually haven't been played they're still in his head and uh you know, and they stayed in his head until he got to until he got to the studio and started practicing, and then all of a sudden, like these ideas just started to flow forth. And the same could be said, really, for any type of like like artistic endeavor, maybe anything that someone does, as a matter of fact. But whether that's someone writing, you know, and just kind of feeling the need to just like, you know, you have a journal and you just write, you know, what's on your mind, right? And then eventually, you kind of distill that and and, and kind of you know pick through it. And you know, but it's it's not going to do any good if it's just in your head, right? It has to it has to be out on the page. We have to read the words, right? We right. have to see the imagery. We have to see the imagery and and such. And then from there, it, from there, like it can grow, right? We have a we have a starting point. But if it's just in our head, we don't have a we don't have a starting point. And and then it sucks because we want to express ourselves, but we can't um, because we're too intimidated to to get this out onto the page. And all these ideas, right? Don't. You know, they just they never they never materialize, and it really sucks because you think of all the you think of all these wasted you know all these all, all of what could have been right, but but that but that never happens because because we're too intimidated. So um, yeah, yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, so what what makes art? or what makes something art to you like what what is your definition of art Mm. okay uh yeah these are um you know this could be a loaded question um but uh, (laughs) one that only because only because i think about it all the time and yeah i do too i have i have very i have very I, i can be extremely opinionated but um and then again, I'll end up saying something, and then you know I'll actually hear what I'm, you know, what I'm thinking once I'm once I verbalize it, or I'll talk it over with someone else. And uh, yeah, it's definitely not an easy question to answer. What the, it's the conclusion that I've come to, and it's it's pretty relevant, just because again, like I said, I think about this stuff all the time. Is that like artwork? Um, artwork is an experience, and uh, it's going to be a different experience for 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 everyone. And it's not, it's not always something that's visual, right? It's not always something that's pretty. Uh, oftentimes it can be ugly. Um, it's something that, 
you know, again, having having this understanding for me is that you know having this understanding that that artwork is an experience has allowed me to appreciate things that you know I don't know eight years ago I would have just dismissed like you know some type of installation um, and yeah. you know that just like you know I'm just thinking like what is you know what's going on here this 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 isn't working for me this is just a smoke screen that you know, that someone's put up um, but you know you I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's that's the the right approach. Um, there's still a lot of garbage out there, um, but um, yeah. you know, again, it's like you know, artwork is going to do. I like the fact that it's subjective, and and uh, that that people can walk away with with different with you know they can they can take something away from it um, that's 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 entirely their own. Um, that's that's nice. I think that's nice because yeah. just because. I, just because I'm not responding to something uh, doesn't mean that someone else someone else won't and that you know someone that that someone that what someone else takes away is any less valid um, than right than say someone who's had an art like a, an education in art history or has some type of art background yeah um, you know, I, think, I, so. I, re- I remember talking to a friend of mine when I was about 14 and I I, I was trying to figure out what art was and like if i was an artist or like just just what was going on i was i was so freaked out and lost at that point in my life but um yeah. i i remember asking him what is art to you and he said like a picture or something and i i remember just thinking that was so incorrect and i i was i told him like that to me art is like like you said like creating an experience um mm-hmm. that communicates something without it being overt like uh-huh. something that's that's subtly communicated to you that uh-huh. that you're not just like reading yeah i um there's uh, i'm walking around in this park right now and there's some crazy some deer running across the street so wow. <laughs> anyway um uh yeah uh, these are irish red-tailed deer i think is what they're called um, that's crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway um no I, I but see the thing is is like I, I just recently came to i just recently came to that that you know or within the last several years again like you know when i was 14 art to me was like you know like barbarians fighting one another and, and dragons <laughs> and such and it's it, it still is right you know yeah. but uh you know it's like you know i I've come to appreciate a lot of other things, um, and, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of your art has sort of a, like, a heaviness to it. It has, like, a, I mean, people overuse the word, like, darkness, but it has, like, a darkness to it that I think is kind of rare in fantasy illustration, um, I, and I really appreciate it. I think it's it's fantastic. Thank you. I I um, I've said this uh, many times on my Instagram, and I talk about it at length, really, with other people. Um, I I tend to I prioritize atmosphere, uh, probably yeah. more than anything, and that's fr- that's that's likely what's coming through. In fact, just uh, you know, yesterday I did this small little I did this small little painting of. Of, uh, of Kathy Kolowitz, who is uh, a German expressionist painter um, from the uh, in the 30s, and her artwork was uh, 
left this titanic it was like it was like this impression on me um i i was in uh, my first year of college when i when i came across her work and it just you know i'd never seen anything like it and it just yeah it really blew my mind um and i think uh, i talked you know just again briefly I said you know in the in the account or on the post that you know a few artists um have have made as big of an impact on me um as katie colowitz and that's true and i think um you know they're her I mean, aside from, you know, the fact that she was this technical, you know, this, this, this a master at design, um, she was able to, she was able to um, really convey a sense of, I mean, this penetrating sense of, of like, sadness in mm. her work. And, you know, that's just stayed with me um, throughout my, throughout my life. And there have been other artists as well. But, yeah, you know, so a lot of people probably have a different impression in their head when they, you know, I tell them I do, I'm a fantasy artist and they look at my stuff and it's not, it's not like high fantasy, even though there's like at some point in my life, I want to be doing, I want to be doing stuff that's, that's, uh, reflects that, you know, that, that aesthetic more because I love that stuff. But, um, I've taken a lot of inspiration. I've taken a lot of inspiration from the symbolist painters at the turn of the century. They've been a major, you know, um, they've had a, again a big influence on on my on my art because of the fact that they really um, they they and the, the symbolists like they're kind of hard to like pinpoint like aesthetically, right? It's it, it's a feeling that that they were able to create um, with their work, and it was something that I suppose really resonated with me. And you know, so I, I, I I'm incredibly inspired by the symbolist artist i know you, po- you posted a, a um like a picture of isle of the dead right the arnold bachlin we, we had that yes. conversation yeah? yeah 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 so yeah so you know I, arnold bachlin was like a you know like a like a proto symbolist right you know he was you know maybe a few years before before you know the symbolist movement started to take shape but he was this again he was the he, he was this big figure right and in, in, yeah. in, in um in creating you know in creating the space uh, yeah. for the symbolist movement to, to take shape and right you know it's like his stuff is you know if, if i if someone had said hey look at this fantasy artist right you know and i was 15 and i looked at arnold bachlin um, I would have probably been kind of bummed out because I'm like, you know, the, the you know, the satyrs and the, and like, like centaurs and stuff. I was like, no, I mean, I want to see like dragons and orcs and, and right. stuff like that, you know, but like, you know, I've, I've, you know, that's again, that was, um, I still want to see dragon and orcs, yeah. but you know, I, I, I love, you know, as you can see from my work, you know, it's like, I draw a lot of influence from sort of like these more classical, some of these more like classical, um, um, uh, ideas of, of fantasy and uh have you yeah. ever heard the uh the symphonic poem that goes along with the isle of the dead um sergey rachmaninov sure. created um a symphonic poem that's about 30 minutes uh-huh. long um it's uh-huh. like this orchestral piece <clears throat> and i actually found that and that's what got me into Bachlin's work was uh-huh. Was that symphonic poem? I'm I'm gonna like link it to you after this because it's just so beautiful. That's great. Excellent. Yeah. No, thank you. It yeah, really captures great. the atmosphere in this mm-hmm. this super powerful way and and is sort mm-hmm. of like a, a just like a sister piece to the painting. I think you'd really appreciate it. That's great. So, is there any um, 
are you like a, a spiritual person any in any way do you do you attach any like spirituality to to creating art um yeah yeah absolutely um i haven't i haven't really come to terms with my spirituality but i uh i i yeah i i kind of have to um i i can't i i just yeah i can't deal with I can't deal with the idea that there's that there's nothing else. Um, yeah. As hard as, as as hard as as hard as reality can see so can be sometimes, and as ugly as it can be sometimes, I, I, I have to think that there's something else. So I take with that, you know, it's you know again my a lot of the, the paintings that I that I deal with. Uh, I'd say the primary the primary um, the primary theme is is that of loss, and. Um, hmm. Yeah, and uh, even if it's not entirely evident, but um, it's still it's still like an under it's like a like a underlying theme that's probably in most things, and that's like you know whether it's like a fantasy piece or it's a landscape. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit less so. Say if I've been like you know if I'm if I'm drawing like a figure, you know, just like kind of. Um, you know, if I'm doing like some figure drawing or something like that, there's you know, it's like a that's more just uh, about uh, you know kind of honing a skill but most most works of art that I do have to do with um, like you know kind of completed pieces and and such have to do with with loss but there's certainly yeah. like a, a spiritual spiritual component to um, me to, to me communicating loss is one of the most interesting things artistically and for a long time I was like really obsessed with it and <laughs> it's just I don't know, like the ability to communicate the absence of something is very powerful and like it hits you really hard whenever you see it and you identify it and connect with it. Um, I really do believe that that you can sort of infuse your own spirit with the materials that you're working with and that it'll affect people on a spiritual level depending on you know, what you put into it. Um, mm -hmm. Like Mark Rothko really did that, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. have, have you ever been to Houston? I haven't, no. Oh, well, there's a... Mark Rothko has a chapel over there, and okay. it's, uh, it's just these black paintings, and you go in, and it just seems, you know, like some kind of, like, postmodern, uh, I don't know... Uh, pretentious thing maybe to some people but but you look at his paintings and whenever the sun hits them at a certain at a certain angle you see these striations of colors and there's like crimsons and violets and like yellows and it's yeah. just it's immensely powerful and spiritual and he like really distilled his spirituality into something that's wordless and formless and uh that's something I really admire. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Rothko is actually one of the figures I'd say that, like, kind of turned me on to the idea of of artwork being an experience. And again, I, I don't, I'm not too familiar. I'm like, you know, I, I'm not too familiar with his life. Um, but you know, you get the sense that, you know, whatever he was doing was was very deliberate, and that 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 means a lot for me because it's not just again about painting stripes on a on a canvas but yeah. there's there's something there's there's something again there's something to experience and 
I think it's I think it's pretty powerful to stand in front of one of his paintings and just stare at it and kind of meditate on the, you know, and kind of meditate on the colors, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's powerful. Um, yeah, it is very meditative as to, like, well. The philosophy or you know uh, you know behind it, um, but again, it seems you know this this example in Houston, for example. Uh, is it was deliberate, right? That you know that at a certain time of day, you know the sun should hit it, and you know it kind of reveals all of these other, you know, kind of reveals all of these other colors that yeah. uh, you're not able that you're not able to see, um, you know, at another time of the day, right? Um, yeah, and that really does kind of entwine with his philosophy. Um, <laughs> apparently, he would he would sit and just like chain smoke cigarettes and stare at his paintings for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. and. And make really little minute changes and uh yeah to me he's just a very powerful figure um mm-hmm. but that's that's yeah. really cool that that there's some spiritual aspect to your art and I, i'm glad that you understand what i mean by spiritual because some people are put off by the word sure yeah no i, I mean it's i i'm not i have no reservations um you know, sharing that, but I am aware that some people, you know, are, you know, maybe off put by it. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like, you know, it's in addition to, I don't know. I, again, yeah, I just appreciate, I, I, I'm, I guess I take some degree of comfort in, in, in the possibility that there's something, that there's something greater and that we might not understand everything and that, yeah. you know, that there's like this, this interconnectedness of sorts. And I know it's probably sounds like really derivative and such, but I don't know. I, you know, I, I think it's, it's just, true. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. And uh, it, it's a way that, you know, it, it allows me to relate to, you know, it allows me to relate to my surroundings and, you know, my, my, friends and family and the you know again like the the world around me in ways that um i i don't know that i could if i if i didn't have that you know that that spiritual component uh, or that spiritual inclination so yeah well um i, I gotta go in a little bit but um okay. i was wondering what's your advice to young artists like what if you could go back and like do something differently or or if there's something that you think really helped you um uh-huh. yeah could you just talk about that a little bit sure yeah i would the, i mean this is it's it comes down to like not being afraid um to not be afraid to to experiment not to be afraid to 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 put marks on the paper, not be afraid to like take chances. And I know, again, that might sound just sort of cliche, but it's so true. I, uh, for years, I was such an intimidated artist and it really, I don't know, I think it may have like stifled, you know, kind of stifled my growth. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable getting out of, you know, getting out of my skin. And it's, uh, I think it's very important, um, in the growth process of an artist to, to really, to really, get out there and just you know again just not be so afraid um so i'm coming around i'm i'm finally like internalized i'm telling you this now i'm giving this advice but i'm telling myself to say at the same time so um yeah very cool well thank you so much for your time matt uh yeah i really appreciate talking to you and uh i guess i'll i'll see you around on the internet and hopefully we'll talk again soon 
absolutely yeah feel free to to be in touch whenever if you have any questions or something like that and uh i appreciate uh, this opportunity to, to be on hanging out to be on your podcast i wish it a lot of success oh so, thank you and, and and your art and your art you know artistic endeavors good luck with all of that i'm looking forward to seeing you know whatever you post uh and decide to share on instagram okay cool thank you so much matt i really appreciate all right that. take care take care absolutely matt. take care bye-bye have fun uh in ireland I am. I'm having a blast. <laughs> oh, cool. So that was my conversation with Matthew R. Jaffe. Um, if you'd like to find his work, you can find it on Instagram at M-A-T-T-H-E-W-R-J-A-F-F-E. Uh, yeah, check it out. It's really beautiful. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Love you.